Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight I'm sharing with you an interview that took place between myself and my friend and fellow witness Charmaine Fraser. She's um, an investigator like myself who lives in Scotland and she's investigated a number of cases. I've done an experience she had herself at a very young age. Um, it's a very candid interview. And I hope you'll enjoy it. Charmaine will be joining me again on the show. So if you've got any questions or comments for her, just pop them below. And let's just have a conversation about it. That was the point of talking about it publicly in the first place, was I've had this really weird experience. It was a real traumatic thing in my life. I can't make sense of it. I'm going to talk about it. Maybe other people felt this way. And that was my motivation for speaking about it. Um, Not to go out and definitively prove something because I don't think I've ever ostensibly claimed that I've seen Bigfoot. It's just I saw something that really matches the descriptions that you're getting from the States. And, you know, there was a lot of similarities. So I've kind of, that's the closest thing I can find. Yeah. Um, But it's not definitive. And it's not up to me to to prove this beyond a doubt. no, it's not. It isn't. And I always say, like, I spent a long time, Shar, as you know, apologising for my experience and feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm really sorry this happened to me and I, and I really want to investigate it. And then you get the, well, you female. You don't, you know, you don't get females in cryptozoology world. and yeah. You're not educated enough and, you know, all of that stuff that we tell you. And I really took it to heart. This is my story and I should be able to do with it as I please, you yeah. know. And like you, I never said I saw Bigfoot. I saw a creature that looked like an imaginate pushed together. And the closest thing that I can find to him is Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Wild Exactly. Exactly. We can't do any more than that. I mean, I only saw him from here up. Yeah. So I saw what? Chest, shoulders and head. You saw the back of him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, never, never saw, yeah, yeah, I, I legged it as it was turning round, <laughs> I was out of there, but um, yeah, that's the thing, it's, it's um, yeah, there's nothing, you know, I mean, you, I don't know, to be honest, I mean, I've not had, I mean, apart from, like, my family were a bit like, oh, for God's sake, Charmaine, <laughs> my brother, uh, one of my brothers used to work out on the survey boats on the rigs, and about the time, I think I'd done a, an interview with the Dundee Courier about this at one point. And um, 
he was below decks and, and he heard this announcement on the tannoy and it was, would the brother of Bigfoot please come to the foredeck? <laughs> so they'd all seen it online and that was it. He got absolutely ripped for that. Every time I've done something public, he's like, for God's sakes. Yes. <laughs> 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 when you look at when you look at where it happened compared yeah. to Kami Lee is it's the middle of nowhere and back then it was even more vast. It was just, just vast forest, wasn't it? Now not the Well, it was very forested, very forested anyway. At least um three or four fields worth of Sitka spruce at that time, you know what I mean? So because now that's all gone, there's not a lot of woodland left. They're actually looking to sell. My brother sent me a link the other day because he's up there, he still stays up there sometimes, and they're a way to sell off a lot of the, the woodland for property development and things. So it's completely changed. What I have noticed though is like where I had my sighting. And then I had a report from another place in Angus years ago, and I went out to the spot where they'd seen a large dark figure jump back into the the, the woodland in the side of the road when they were driving along the road one night. So I went up there, and there was a stick structure. There was something really odd woven into the deer fence up there. So I, I've, I've got that on my YouTube channel. That was a really complicated structure that was dead wood and a live sapling all woven into this deer wow. fence and stuff. It was really wow. complex. Not your usual sticks falling over sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, this didn't have a bush. I mean, there was no point to it if it was bushcraft. I don't know what it was. So, But Aelith, that's near, that's in between Kirimur and Aelith. Yeah. And I've been in touch with, uh, Alassie emailed me on the back of that elusive thing. And um, she's originally from up that way as well. And it was, um, she, her and her, she was saying they'd been up at, um, I don't remember the, is it the early monument? So it's this monument on top of this. It's, it's just at the south of the glens. Right, so ideal, yeah. And she says, we heard this huge roaring noise, and she says, I've checked, and it wasn't, because I said, you know, make sure it wasn't like deer, and she says, I've checked, and it wasn't, and it was the wrong time of year for rutting and things like that. But she says she has a friend who had a sighting up there. So all these areas are, we're not far from the glens. Yeah. Like, you can drive from where I grew up to the glens in half an hour. They're all along that bottom area of like where the the hills start, and then the glens lead up into like the Cairngorms and and bits of the Grampians and things. So that's kind of the very we're at the very bottom of that hill range. Yeah. And what I I've found is, you know, when I get witness sightings or you know all these reports, they are all in these areas where it's like there's lots of just hills and woods and stuff. It's not all great rugged landscapes and things. Yeah. It's not, you know. Yeah. It's not where people expect it to be, is it? It's my, my majority of, of the people who contact me, uh -huh. whether that be a creature, a UFO, they're out walking the dog. Yeah. So we're not these, you know, they're not these mountaineers. We get reports of mountaineers and things like that, but mm -hmm. it's not the people who are out just, just like you. You were walking down the farm track with the dog. Yeah. To go and get yeah. the post, and it happened, you know. So that's more common far more common 
than I've been out, you know, in in the sticks for eight weeks and I've seen something uh, around the tent. They're very, like, really rare. I don't think people realise just how rare those encounters are. Yeah, yeah. And I've tried to explain to someone, it's like, if we are dealing with a flesh and blood creature, do not think they're really highly adapted to their environment in a way that they can avoid us for miles. And and, and we're not quiet and we're not... no stealthy and you know I mean these things only we're coming miles well, away how did it feel to you when you saw him did it for me I there was nothing there was like nothing with him it wasn't like anger or rage there was no emotion from him he just looks at me you know but for me yeah. abject and I ran but yeah. some people will say it was almost indifferent to me being there as if yeah Interesting, because now I've had like plenty of time to kind of think about it retrospectively and stuff. Now, at the time, obviously, I was just shocked. That moment where everything just stops, well, your brain can't process what's in front of you. But looking back, it, it, it was just minding its own business. It was actually standing, it had a, it was just looking at a branch, this wee branch that's coming off one of the ash trees. It was just, it was just looking at this thing. It was just minding its own business. It wasn't, and when I screamed, it just kind of very slowly, it was almost like, because it didn't know I was there. So right. it wasn't malevolent in any way. I mean, I didn't hang around to find out, but at the same time, it's, it, I didn't get, now you're like, yeah, there was nothing about it that was mm. actively threatening. It was just there. And it, yeah, just minding its own business, doing its own thing. Don't know what it thought it was doing, standing there doing that in the middle of the day. But you know what I mean. It's um. But and yeah. you were only eight. You were only very young, weren't you? Yeah. I was 15, you were only eight. That's yeah. That's such a such an age to be seeing something like that and thinking, if that's possible, because that yes. was my thought if that's possible have they lied to me are monsters real you know all these things that my parents have told exactly me. yeah that's exactly what I started to think um you know if they're telling me that's a load of nonsense and that's not real then there's a lot of other stuff people are telling me is nonsense and not real that that might well be you know it was it was kind of decided to make my own mind up about these yeah. things you know what I mean and it was traumatic I do remember it being really traumatic and I was so scared um yeah. because it's a monster so monsters in the woods you know what I mean and 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 it was it's a it was a creepy place up there anyway we, you know when we were kids um in a way though I think it was easier for me to cope with because I was so young yes yeah. it's, it's kind of like you I think you, you cope with these things like you're more resilient you get over things if you're that young, I think things like that, when they happen to adults, they're much more traumatic because by that time you've built a worldview, you've got your kind of ways of thinking of the world and this just comes along and completely shatters that. Whereas if when you're a kid, you're not at that stage yet. So, so I've grown up since child knowing that not everything that people tell me is real and not real is the case, you know what I mean? So it's, and um, it's always just been part of my life. Not that I knew what it was for, decades and That's it. Would, what did you call him what in your head for me it's the man I didn't know I didn't know I, I, I didn't actually have a name for it it was just that thing that I saw you know what I mean it, I didn't have a name for it 
I didn't know what it was. And for years, I remember when I was much younger, I was like, should I have, like, you, all these things go through your head. You're like, was that an alien? What was that? Yeah. You know, was it some kind of creature? Because at that point, I didn't know about Bigfoot. And yeah. um, then part of me is thinking, should I have run away? You know what I mean? And, and all these things go through your head. And But yeah, it was it was quite terrifying. I mean, also, I mean, I had to go back up there hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times over the course of my life. And it was only when I went up in the mindset of I'm going to look at this yes. area with this mindset, I had this weird, it's like a, a reaction, I was shaking. Remember the day I stood at the bottom of the track to look along where I'd seen this thing and stuff, and I was physically shaken. And then I made myself walk around all the woods, and I was terrified. But I thought, I have to do this because I can't be in fear. Yeah. And then something changed there. It was like, um, it's like processing trauma, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that changed it for me. And it's almost like saying to that wee lassie many years ago, it wasn't going to harm you, you know, you weren't in any danger. These things are not going to, like, hurt you, you know what I mean? I think maybe that was quite an important part. Of the leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why I went and researched it, you know, because... Um, also, I just wanted to, you know, wondered if, if you know, could this provide me some answers? Because when you see something like, it's not like UFOs are a bit less. Like I've seen a few of them over the years, but they're not the same. Right. It's like, you know, that's it's not the same kind of experience. And you're like, yeah, that was a strange light in the sky doing things that planes can't do, or you know, and and you're like, well, that's a UFO. We as a, I think, you know, now we just have that. Concept. Yeah, except yeah. don't we? I, I see that a lot. If you see something paranormal, it's accepted. Yeah. You see a UFO, it's accepted. You can have a conversation with it now. We've come a really long way in that. Yeah. Creatures or anything outside of the norm, not so much. We have to still have to walk on eggshells with it and things like that. Yeah, yeah, very much. And people are very, I don't know, 
people ridicule very, very quickly. I don't know. Part of it is, um, I do think part of it is people do not want to believe that something like this is kicking about the woods of Britain, you know. It's, it's either you know, ego-driven or fear-driven, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. one of the two. And it is, I start most of my talks now with, what I saw was absolutely impossible. Yeah. And not, in any way, shape or form, have happened, but it did. Yeah. And I didn't ask for it to happen. I wasn't out that day looking to scare myself for the next 40 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. happened and I had to get up and go back to that place the next day to go to school. And yeah. that was my only thought for the longest time was I went to school and I went straight home. Mm -hmm. You become I quite hyper-vigilant. I don't know about you, but I became quite hyper-vigilant in did. terms of if I'm in woodland or near woodland, I'm always looking. Even when I was young. Before all, you know, I, I kind of got into all this, and there's a set that that, that hyper vigilance sort right. of, which is a really common after effect of trauma. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm like that to this day. You know what I mean? And not that I'm going to see anything, but it's just a habit. When I grew up, there was woods down the road and things like this, and sometimes I would just be looking down the road, and you and you'd look to see if you could see anything moving, and it didn't make sense, but it just seemed to be something that was left over from from that, you know. It's um, and you know, I was told it was a neighbour back when I was a kid, and I was just like, well, I mean, Scotland is full of big hairy men, but it oh. definitely wasn't one of them. <laughs> not that the dog had reacted. The dog would not have reacted in the way that it reacted, would no. it? No, I mean, bad. she was a right coothy dog. She didn't startle easily, you know. What I mean, and and. Basically, yeah, I, I've never seen a dog behave like that. Never. And that still sticks very much in my mind. I still remember seeing the hair up on her back. Yeah. And her eyes were kind of rolling and her, she was snarling, then whining and snarling. It was like, and she was frozen. It was like, and she'd sensed it yeah. before I saw it. Um, She was a good dog, though. She didn't abandon me. She, no, she no. I, I ran and then she ran with me. But that was kind of, that really always stuck in my mind. And I think it's the because of how the dog behaved is why I always thought, no, that, that was something. I didn't dream that. Yeah, because the dog was with you and the dog reacted. Yeah, and it was how the dog reacted. I, I, I didn't, you know, that that's, that's one of the key things there is because I think if it hadn't been there, I might have thought, or maybe I miss saw something. Maybe it would have been more easily dismissible. Mm. But um, yeah, that that I think that's always I've always gone back to that. It's like because I've had people say, "Oh, you were hallucinating," which is quite offensive oh. in so many terms. And I'm like, "Well, what about the dog then? With the dog yeah. hallucinating with me, you know?" And also, I've I get quite offended when people cite mental health people who don't know anything about mental health it's your profession isn't it you... yes yeah I've got a degree in psychology and a degree in nursing so <laughs> and I've been a nurse for quite a while now you know what I mean so yeah. I'm like and you know it's funny we were talking about this I said you know there's certain themes when people have delusional beliefs and things so very common themes yeah. Uh, like the royal family comes up all the time I don't know why and then there's like I'm being spied on by the government through smoke alarms and things um, you know and aliens they seem to be the big three Yeah. and I've never once heard anyone come out with something like that never once 
I've only heard of one mental health related case of somebody in the States who decided they were Bigfoot and stripped off and went yeah. and ran through the woods and assaulted a hunter. That's the only, yeah, and he, he hadn't yeah. taken his meds basically. Yeah, yeah. But when people say, oh, you were obviously having a hallucination, it's like, well, no, I mean, an eight year old. You know, and also it's like that's implying an awful lot about someone's mental health state. And if I was hallucinating back then to that level, I wouldn't be here functioning as a no as a, as a normal adult. I would have had a much different life and it would have been much more obvious a long time ago, you know, if I'd developed some kind of psychotic illness. So I do I, I used to see a lot of that online and you're like, Well, you know, what's the basis for that accusation? What do you know about one child psychosis and two mental health in general. Yeah, nothing. They're just nothing. They're all experts in their own, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's um, I've seen it on like Reddit forums and stuff as well. There was something had come up about a, a sighting in Britain. It was mm. one of the old ones that had been published years ago. I don't yeah. know if it was maybe Adams or. Did but anyway. Yeah, probably the Lincolnshire one, wasn't it? That photograph, yeah. a bit of a stir. Yeah, and they were just outright dismissive of, well, no, that's in the UK. What a load of nonsense. End of. <laughs> they don't sit down and speak to the witnesses that I speak to. They yeah. just, just don't. I mean, I spoke to a chap, similar situation to you. He's very professional. Mm -hmm. um, COVID, he'd had an accident, so he's out, he broke his arms and his legs. Um. He said he'd been stuck in for about two years and just couldn't stand it anymore. And his friend said to him, I'll drive you up to the woods, check a, yeah. you know, a coffee and, and, and a sandwich, and you go up, just go and sit on your own for a bit, get a bit of grounding, and then when you want, ring me and I'll come and pick you up. And he said, I played in these woods as a kid, Deb. You know, we built dens in there and, and ramps for the bikes and all of that, and it's right next to work. He said, and I see it every night when I stand at the bus stop. He said, and I'm sat down on this log and I'm the most chilled I've been in two years. And this uh -huh. thing stood up at the side of him. He said it was about seven feet tall, greyish dark in colour, snouted nose, ears on top of head, and just looked at him. And he couldn't run. Yeah. There's nothing he could do. Um, and it just walked off. It, yeah. it, it looked at him and walked off. He had to pack in his job. And he okay. had to move house. Okay. Well, so you don't do you don't do those things for something that you've made up. He he was absolutely terrified, and still is. He's still working through the process, and I think yeah. it'll be a really ongoing thing for him. But I said to him, "You're incredibly brave because you took steps: a to reach out and speak to somebody about it, and b change the things mm. that frighten him. You're, you know, it's okay yeah. to be afraid. We need to give people permission to say." I was absolutely terrified, and you would have been if you'd have been sat on that log instead of me. You, you know, you'd have been as just as frightened as I am. And it, he yeah. struggled with that, and that society's done that. Society's placed yeah. the onus on us, isn't it, to to prove that we're not liars? And I said to him, "Let's not talk about that. Let's just let I'll ring, and we'll just have a chat, a general chat, me and you. Like, you know, I'm Deb. I've got two kids, and that's what we did. Yeah, yeah." And that's incredibly valuable for people. I think it's a really important thing because you can't go to a counsellor and go, I saw this big hairy creature in the woods and I'm terrified now. You know what I mean? You, you know, getting trauma therapy for something like that is no one's going to go and do that. You know what I mean? Um, 
yeah, and it's as I say, it's 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 terrifying, and it's interesting that he's reacted that way because it's like so. I used to run a a wee paranormal group in Edinburgh, and we had various people come along, and one of the guys is um he was abducted by something like aliens basically and it's a very famous case up here and it was investigated by the mod back in those days and four hours of missing time and he can remember bits of it he says but after that after that experience he says i became an alcoholic for a while he says it's just i had no control he said i felt like there was nothing i could do to stop that from happening again lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and it is it's that sense of control and that Sometimes I describe PTSD as what happens when the rug of reality is pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. And suddenly your whole worldview is just like what's possible and what's not possible is just blown to pieces. I don't remember the Bonington Mill sighting that, I don't know, it was like these guys down in Bonington just south of Edinburgh or something had chased them. They were down at their lockup and there was this thing jumped off the roof and chased them. Now this guy... This guy knows them. He knows those guys. And he said after that, one of them went and got some big dogs and he will not go out at night and he won't go to the woods anymore and all that. He was terrified. And these are grown, grown men, you know, I mean, absolutely terrified. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a, it is a life changing thing, I think, for people to have any of these kind of experiences. And yeah. then to make it worse, you can, you know, lots of people, people I've spoken to have said, oh, this happened and I've never spoken to anybody about it for decades. Or, yeah. oh, you know, my, my I had one lassie I used to know who, they, they were from Mauritius, and our dad had been out walking the dogs and he'd seen something, mm. um, some big creature that just got up and, and just walked away from him. I just got up out of this bush and walked away from him and, and he, he never really talked about it for years yeah. and years and years. She says he just, a lot of people are like that. They don't want to talk about it or yeah. think about it. And they don't want to be ridiculed, that fear of ridicule. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a few people of questionable of integrity out there, you know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, there are a lot of these people are just normal folk going about their lives. Yeah, they are. Civil servants, some are in the army, some are police officers, you get yeah. Plasterers, just ordinary folk witnessing the absolute impossible, and then trying yeah. to, you know, get on with life after it. I, I believe my my thought is that you ended up in your career because of the incident that happened to you when you were younger. Partly, partly, partly. It's it's, it's um yeah, <laughs> dealing with my family. <laughs> Well, I do this now, isn't it? It's like some people say to me, or that, like, I get a lot out of that conversation, and they say, So, yeah, but I do too. For me, I get a lot talking with another witness. When I first met you, I was like, Oh, thank God, somebody, somebody who finally, yeah, is as normal as every, you know, just completely normal 
and she understands, she gets me. She's been in the same situation. And yeah. like me, there were adults around me that experienced stuff that could have been put to that creature that I saw. And they yeah. would have that conversation, I'll take that on board. Yeah. So that didn't help me. I mean, somebody heard a howl at Carmelie, didn't they? And it was just... Just... Well, we did. I did. I mean, there was a bunch of us. Yeah, there was a group of us. Um, so around that area, um, we'd go wild raspberry picking. I mean, that's really common. You know, um, we go out, you pick raspberries for jam and things in the summer and stuff. And yeah, I mean, that was a a howl. I mean, it was a proper oh, kind of howl. And the adults were very much, what was that? And then just dismissed it. Um I don't know how much, I think that was a year or two after I'd had the original, the first sighting. And, um, but yeah, you know, in retrospect, you're like, oh yeah, okay. Because it wasn't anything any of us had heard before, yeah. you know. More. Growing yeah. up in the countryside, you know what things sound like. And, and yeah. yeah, that that was a bit, that and then there was the, the other time coming up that road in the dark and there was something standing up at the, the entrance of the quarry, this big figure just standing there in the middle of the road. And from 200 yards, 200 feet or so, I don't know, it was it was, it was was a wee bit up the road. You could see the eye shine from there. Bloody hell. So it wasn't a person. I've no. never come across, driving across someone at night on a country road and you get eye shine off them, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen that off a person, but this, and this thing was big. And, um, you know, my mum's now going, I think I might remember that. But I'm like, right. okay, but that may not be a genuine recollection because I've talked about it. One thing that is interesting is years ago when my granny was still alive, my brother lived with her. Uh, I mean, she had dementia and cataracts by that time. She was pretty old. And she said to me, oh, one of them things is out there. He's like, what are you talking about? And she says, one of them big ginger beardy rare things is out there. And he says, Granny, that's the Rose Bay willow herb. You know what I mean? And uh, he says, she, was, she had cataracts and she had dementia. I said, yeah, but why did she make that interpretation? Yeah, that's a really odd thing for her to say. What's a big ginger beardy rare thing? You know what I mean? It's, I do think maybe things were seen up there that were never talked about. Yeah, yeah. That, that quarry pops up all mm -hmm. the time because obviously I got back in touch with you in about 2020 because uh -huh. somebody got in touch with me and said that they'd seen a creature's head. But what enticed them at first was there was one lone footprint in the snow. Okay. At the quarry. And I remember thinking, I'm sure Charmaine said she found bones there or your brother found bones there at that quarry. My sister had found a load of, she said, what she found, it looked like a, a shelter had been made out of branches and it was on the edge of this big, so there was a big water hole, there was a couple of big water holes up in the old quarry up there. She says, you know, and there's a path that, like, so from the wood side, it's just a cliff. Yeah. And you can take a path down through the field to the actual waterhole itself. And we used to sometimes go down there as kids, and we all did. Like, they're a generation younger than me, but we all grew up and played around that area when we were kids. And she says, you used to hear something up there making a right racket going through the bushes and, and, and 
crashing thing. And she says, we just maybe thought it was a farmer. But she went up one day. They were in those woods one day. And at the edge of the, the cliff, she'd seen this. There was a, like a, a shelter. She said, it was made of branches with all these branches. And in it were these animal skulls of different kinds of animals arranged. Right. And I like semicircles. It was like bird skulls and rabbit skulls and fox skulls and things. And there was a few, and they were all arranged. Now that's bizarre. Yeah. Right. We true. didn't do that as kids. We were always kind of warned, don't muck about with animal bones anyway. But mm. also, hunters wouldn't. No. Do it. Farmers wouldn't do that. You know, it, at that time, it wasn't an area where you had a lot of folk from elsewhere coming up. Yeah. That was a really odd. Odd one. They also went up to that quarry years later with um when they were kids with the dog that it was the dog after the one I was with. So um and she says, Yeah, the dog, you know, we went up into the quarry and, and then the dog just stopped and started barking and going mad and then just belted back to the house. Right. That dog wasn't as good as the previous dog, it just abandoned them. She says we, there was we, we didn't know why. That was really it freaked us out. So there was still, I think, something going on up there around that 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 time. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that quarry. So that was a working quarry till 1951, 52, mm. and then when that closed, they planted Sitka spruce all around that area. Yeah. And so by the time I had my site, and those trees were pretty mature. Yeah. So. It's quite interesting for me. I'm like, so they wouldn't have been around when that was a working quarry because that was just an open pit slate slate quarry. There was no woodland around there at that time. So they wouldn't have been around there. And then sometime in the, the intervening years when the quarries closed and the sort of like, say, 1980, yeah. they've moved in. Oh, and yeah. why not? Yeah, and they, I think they were there for quite a few years. You know, I mean, I certainly saw something a couple of times. We heard that thing in the woods, you know what I mean? I think, and, and, and just these odd things that my younger siblings sort of experienced. You're like, something... I, it makes me think that they, they go from place to place, but if they find a good spot, they stick with that till it no longer works, till there's they... too many people about, till there's, you know, and then they go I think somewhere that's... else. I think we move them on. I think I'm seeing it yeah. in my area now. Very similar situation up at Angles Art. Finding some really strange things. But we went up two weekends ago and it was as busy as town. There were that many tourists there walking. Yeah. That'll end it. It'll just it'll just dissipate out now and, and probably elsewhere. Yeah, I think they just have to pivot and adapt because of us. Yeah, and that's one of the things that made me question are we right to be going out into the woods, into these areas and tramping around looking for something that's going to totally avoid us? Because all we're doing is disturbing things. Mm. What What is the end goal here? You know, uh, if we do conclusively pr pr prove it's out there, is that going to help anything? Yeah, it is a major dilemma, isn't it? You know, it is. Or is it going to make things worse? Or, you know... It, it, yeah, that's the dilemma. I mean, it's good to go out and kind of have a look around and things, but yeah, I did have a bit of a, I think, a bit of a dilemma about that after yeah. a while. It was like, it, it does, it's like even down in the borders, it was like, 
areas where there was some odd stuff and a bit of activity. And then the next year that had gone yeah. and they were elsewhere, apparently. And you're like, do they naturally do that? Or is that because people are... I think... Out in their area or, what, what, or you know... Early manufacture. So if they're living in the way that we lived, we didn't really settle in areas. So you'd have like an area that was plentiful. Yeah. And you'd probably have like a winter camp, a spring camp, a summer camp, depending on what the hunting was in those areas. And I think they follow the protein and the food. And like you say, we interfere quite a lot with that, with building and stuff. But I honestly believe that they are so more intelligent than we are. In some ways, yeah. I mean, they're highly, highly adapted to their yeah, to environment. The natural environment, yeah. 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 Um, as I say, you're not going to sneak up on one. It's not going to happen. We only see them when they drop the ball. Yeah, and, and are some of those accidental? I'm starting to question that. It's almost yeah. as if, in some cases, they were meant to be seen, and in others, you just really couldn't give a monkeys that we were there. They just walk out in front of cars when waiting two seconds, the car had passed and they'd be unseen. It's like we're the intruder. In, yeah. In, it's almost, you know, the one in Bankery. If you think about that case in Bankery, mm -hmm. they'd, they'd come running out of the woods and chase that car with the lads in it. Yeah, that was a really interesting, that's what really got me into it when I was started my research was the Bankery sighting um, mm. because... I thought, you know, all I was getting was American stuff, which wasn't applicable to, to no. my circumstances. And then I came across this sighting from, I think it was 1994, that, that it was Mark mm. Fraser. He used to be a yeah. researcher. And yeah, basically, that's what made me start going, oh, hang on a minute here. That's yeah. that's that's so similar. Interestingly, I spoke about that incident when I did a I did a lecture for the Scottish Paranormal and UFO Conference back in 2015, and I spoke about that episode because to me it was quite a seminal one yeah. because it had started me on this path of research and sort of British stuff. And a guy came up to me afterwards who's from Aberdeen, and so part of the story is, you know, these three guys were up there, and you know, you know, they saw something and threw mm -hmm. a rock at it, and then, and then they got in the car and drove, and this thing started to chase them. And basically, there was an old lady that lived yeah. there who was feeding it, and he came up to me afterwards. He says, "Yeah, yeah, me and my pal, we knew her." And she was, so you know, she was there. It, you know, that was it. Was quite interesting that he came up and says, "Actually, I know who that old lady was." Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I have came across another one from up that way years ago because I was going through, you know, spooky story forums on yeah. various different yeah. things. That's yeah, quite a good way to get unsolicited sort of sightings. And yeah. there was somebody that it's, I think it was on the 14 website actually, and she'd said that basically that, you know, something resembling a large upright gorilla ran across the road in front of them up in Bankery around midnight one night, you know what I mean? And, and um, those kind of things. And Bankery, up oh, that way, it's very wooded. Yeah, it you know, it's. Um, there's a few, so, there's a Silverman report from down there, like some of the locals are saying. Right. Now, the Silverman report I know a bit more about nowadays. So right. that happens at Bathgate, just outside Bathgate. Yeah. And 
I was put on to an interview with a guy who had this sighting. Mm. Uh, somebody had interviewed him because there's a couple of guys and there's these Scottish guys and they, they interview people. So they'd done an interview with this guy who yeah. interestingly is also a mental health nurse, which was quite interesting. Um, but what he describes now, it's like that wasn't that wasn't a like a hominid. Right. That's more down the route of alien. Right, I get you. Because when you actually get him talking about his sighting and you get all those details and 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 some of the stuff, the aftermath from that, and 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 his difficulty in properly recalling bits yeah. of it, and 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 there's been a, a couple of really weird similar things happened out that way. Um, it, that can be debunked as not part of the cryptid yeah, bunch. Yeah. Um, because he did say something about, oh, people have totally misappropriated it and said it was Bigfoot and things. I was like, yeah, that's probably me. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> probably me as well. I'm probably he said, basically, the he never reported it properly. And I think some journalist got hold of it. And, and yeah, so it was never clearly ever reported. So, But, yeah, that's now I'm quite confident that can be scrapped from the database yeah. of possible sightings because it doesn't. The, what made me think maybe it was is because I have seen one of these things in headlights at night and they do look whiteish, greyish colour. Yeah. So, or that one did anyway. So that, but yeah, ultimately, no, that's that's actually one that has to be. I think that's, that's why I just opened BBR up to anything because those sightings yeah. are interesting. And, and even though they're not cryptid, you're thinking... Is that an energy form of some kind? Is it alien? It has the yeah. same same draw for me. I want to, you know, I want to know what they saw. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's just when you look at Scotland, you look at the town where I my, my where I saw it was a town. I was in a country mm -hmm. back in a town. Scotland's entirely different, especially places like Carmilay and stuff. It's just well, you'd expect you can't. Well, it's think. not that remote, to be honest with you. Carmile is <laughs> eight miles away from the nearest town's about eight miles away. There's a hamlet just down the road, and there oh. were houses there, and it was standing right outside a house. Right, right. So there was our like Granny's house. There was one neighbor's house, and then further along the other way in the track, there was two other houses, and then there's a farm and houses down the road, one up the road. I mean, it's not wild remote. It's just like, rural. Rural, you know. Yeah. It's um, yeah, and 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 the other sightings in Angus, none apart from the the one I've heard about. It, Early Monument is a bit more remote. It's, it's but you know these these things are happening near houses. When I went up to look at the site in uh, Aylith, mm. that bit of wood. It's not a big bit of wood, and there's houses there, and you know there's there's two small towns within a few miles. There's golf courses. There's all sorts going on. We're not talking completely desolate, wild wildernesses like you have in North America, you know, so, which is quite interesting. Um, you know, it's like um, Ian Weston's sighting. He was walking up the road walking his dog. Yeah, exactly. Farm track again. Small yeah. houses around, farm track, dog reacted. Um, yeah. I remember that. He's, Ian, I remember saying to him, did you get any facial details? And he was like, no, not at all. But I do distinctly remember it looking back. Yeah. As if they don't step out, as if it wasn't the only one that was there. I often wonder if that's what we see. Like, the, the, compared male to female cases, are just probably 
male yeah. to, you know to females are very rare maybe we see the scouts or something as they're moving through i just maybe go back to, to when we heard that howl when i was younger and i it was warning something that we were around right why would it do that otherwise if there was no need for it I mean, these things are so quiet and keep out of our road. Why would it do that? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was probably warning something like others that we were there. I, I really do think, yeah, there is something in that. That yeah. there's, right. yeah, yeah, males are the ones that kick about and then females will stay, which makes sense. I mean, it, it, Doesn't it? You yeah. protect the vulnerable and the males move through. And I think... That's where we just catch them out sometimes, you know. I think they've probably done that journey so many times and never seen a human. And yeah. then we're just kind of there that day. And, and nine times out of ten, they walk away. So actually chasing yeah. people and, you know, catching people. That's kind of an American-Canadian thing. Most of the reports I take say it just walked off back into the bushes. It just walks away from them. Yeah. You know, did a, turned on a dime and, like, walked straight away. And you're thinking... That's an old Christ moment, isn't it, when they so, just they move? So there's one detail of Carmelia that I never originally reported. Right. Because I thought, this is too much. Um, and so there was another time I saw something, but it was years later. Now, along this track, I was going the other way along the track because my granny's sister used to live along there. So we'd go along and visit them. Now, they had a goat that they would tether out on the other side of the road sometimes and stuff. So I was going along, I was I was just coming out, so there's two driveways at my granny's property and I was coming out the other one mm. to go along the other way. And I looked up and there was something and I couldn't make out what, I was like, what is that? Is that the goat standing on its hind legs? What is that? I don't know what that is. And it was like my brain couldn't quite work it out, make sense yeah. of it. And I stood and I was looking and I was looking and then suddenly it moved and it was a black figure. And it looked at me. It just walked. It was like that classic party walk. It just looked at me over its shoulder, over its left shoulder, and just strode off just up around the corner of the next bit of track. And I ran into the house and refused to come back out. Now, that one I never reported. One, because I thought, that's just too much. Yeah, that's just too much to report at that time when I was in originally reporting it. I was really anxious that I was going to get, yeah, exactly. anyway. So I never included that, and also I was like, for years, I doubted myself on that because I must have it must have been a few years later. Now, I needed glasses by that time, so at that time, I was like, what, what, you know, I, I was questioning myself, however. I couldn't make sense of the fact that I couldn't properly see it initially until it moved. Yeah, until it and moved. It was, almost, it was almost like it was stance. So there's a, a bit where the, the track goes up and round a corner. And it was like, obviously, it, it was almost like it was standing there watching the cottages. And then I'm standing trying to make sense of the bit. Something's yeah. in front of me and I can't quite make sense of this. And then it moves because it mm. knows that I'm watching it and I'm not going away. But yeah. that's really interesting because I'm like, you know, I can't because I, I was just like, no, I don't know if I had glasses at that point or not. I needed glasses when I was about 10. Hmm. But that was something. And that classic, it was just that. The and the way it walked, it just two strides and it was off. And yeah, it just walked away from me. It saw me. 
just walked off. And that was more terrifying in a, well, it wasn't, but that was more like, oh my God, you know what I mean? But just doubted myself, doubted myself back in those days and then never reported it officially. And then I have, like, I have, I've taken a few folk up there for walkthroughs and stuff and I have said to them, by the way, yeah. This did also happen, but I never, ever really included it. Um, I never talked about that one because then it's almost like, oh, and then I saw it then. And then I saw it and people will just be like, yeah, you're full of it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, did, I did the same thing. I never told anybody about the par paranormal experiences. But see, yeah. I don't know. So if I said I saw things when I was a kid in my bedroom, they just think I was a complete coot. It took no. me a really long time to share those events. I think. Yeah. I think they're linked in some way. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer, Shah. I really don't have no, an answer. No, me neither. I mean, I've seen a lot of odd stuff over the years as well. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen more than my fair share of UFOs since I was a kid. My first UFO sighting, I was probably about four or five. Right. Um, and I remember it. It was like a yellow cigar-shaped thing hanging in the air. And now, where I grew up, we're on a hill, and you can see right. For 30 miles across Fife, I mean, we're, no, you know, and, and because we're so high up. And mm. I was watching this thing for ages, and, this, and it looked like it was quite a distance away, but it was bright yellow, and it was just hanging in the air. And I went away to get my dad, and I, he came back, and, and it was gone. And he says, oh, it was probably just a plane, you know. Mm. But I've seen a few things, not just up there. I have seen a few things up there, but also elsewhere. You know, I've had a few... Yeah. Sightings. One sighting I had in Fife um, was actually reported when they released the MOD files. It turns out lots of people had seen that there was a bright, it was an orange ball of light hanging above the, the woods up at Falkland in Fife. I lived in Fife at this time. Mm. I'm driving down the back road past Ladybank and I can see this orange light in the sky hanging. It was so low above the trees you could see it lighting up the tops of the trees. Right. And it was stationary. So I slowed right down. I thought, oh, is someone lost on the hills? Is that a helicopter? But it wasn't. It was just, and helicopters are loud. Yeah, you hear them, yeah. You can hear them a mile away. And it was just stationary. So I stopped the car and I looked and I was watching it for a bit. And then I got really freaked out. And I just got back in the car. And Now, that was in November 2007. Right. And then, you know, when they released the MOD files and stuff, I remember looking through them just out of curiosity. And there was this sighting of that time, orange light seen above the woods there. Then apparently it slowly moved off up the Howe of Fife, northeast, very slowly. There was lots and lots of people had phoned the police saying there's something weird in the sky. So, and it, there's a guy, um, one of Malcolm, who runs SPI's. Scotland, basically, he's a reporter. He's been looking into UFO and sort of abduction things for years. He's pretty well known. And he's just recently written a book on sightings in that area. Right. Like alien stuff that went on actually in that exact area where I was when I saw yeah. him, which is quite interesting. So it's be a link, yeah. I've seen lots of odd things like that. And I don't know what they are, and but they're not like they're not planes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 like I'm quite careful to make sure that yeah 
You're very erudite, Charmaine. You're not the type of person who's just going to look at a light and say, that's a UFO. Yeah, you bunk yeah. everything, don't you? That, I, that's what you do. You're very analytical. You go through all of the possibilities. I think you are. Yeah. yeah, you have to be. I think you have to be because otherwise it's just a big mishmash of stuff. Mm. And then it's not, it, it, then it really just goes into the realm of belief rather yeah. than knowledge, if you, if you like. So you can believe that all sorts of things are going on, but when you actually see something, you have to be really careful how you've interpreted it yeah. and what the details of it were and could it be explained by something else. And occasionally you will get something that's just like, I have no idea or explanation for what that is. That's it. You, you have to go through all of the dross, as I call it, to get to yeah. the, at the bottom. I worked a case quite oh, a long time ago now where this lady was... Um, she was in Norway and she was receiving signals um, from UFO and alien at night, these light flashes and things. And every night they'd start to come on around about the same time and that would change yeah. as the summer went on. And I realised she was filming the Scottish coast and the rigs that were out right. there. Yes, coast. yes. You know, so you have to yeah. say, I went back to her and I told her she was really angry with me about it and I just left it there because I thought, I might as well be knitting with rice. I cannot get her to accept that what yeah. she's seeing is, you know, a seasonal pattern of lights going on. Um, and I just kind of left it there because I've interviewed people who've said they've had experiences in, in Sweden and I've contacted a local person in Sweden and they said, that's impossible. It's been a town. It's been a town for, you know, hundreds of years. It's like what he's talking about just didn't, there's no, yeah. there's no woodland there, Deb. So you just have to leave it, don't you? You'd end up with so much baggage. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's funny, isn't it? Um, it's like people invest so much belief in, right, this is, you know, and, and then if you come along and say, well, actually, it probably isn't, they mm. take it as an insult because they've invested so much belief in it. No. And that... now you see that in the scientific community. There's a lot of tribalism and infighting and nonsense. And people say, you know, this is A and other people know it's because of B and, 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 yeah. and stuff. So it's not... It's not particular to paranormal, but it is particular to human nature. Yeah, and, that um, is exactly that, and it? it's what humans do. It's, what, it's all a learning curve, as I've started telling myself. That's my back off. I just now, I just deal with the cases that are, that are legitimate. You know, the ones that are yeah. interacting with in, in in the right way. And people will say, "Well, how do you how do you distinguish that?" And you say, "Well, probably." I get it wrong sometimes, and maybe there's people that I believe legitimately that aren't being legitimate with me. That's on them. That's not on yeah. me. You know, yeah. if, if they've been put the time in, I I invest my time. Now, I, I'm sure there's people that I've invested my time in that haven't been honest with me, but yeah. I can't carry that with me. You know, I just think, I think of the people now in my head where I'm thinking, I'll just check in with them tomorrow, make sure they're doing okay, you know, see how they're feeling. That's more important for me now than anything it's, I think yeah. I've heard so many testimonials that you get that's what becomes important it's the actual person you know and, and how they yeah. kind of this is before the event life and then you don't have that anymore that's gone that's pre-event and then trying to get them to accept really that it happened and and to just accept yeah. that it happened you know it's once you can kind of do that and get comfortable with it for me anyway so I can just yeah once I got comfortable with it and I got sick of trying to be everything to everyone and I thought it happened and I need to get over the fact that it happened so it can either ruin me or I just 
I don't know, just use your skill set, Steph, and just push as forward as much as you can because yeah. I don't want anybody else. I'm still getting child witnesses now. I got one two years ago in Leeds. Dad got in touch with me. He'd seen it cross the school playgrounds. Wow. Um, and that was primary, primary school. So you're thinking there's still child witnesses out there. There's still Debbie yeah. and Charmaine's and Ian's and, you know, the rest of us and James and all the ones I can think of com coming up. Yeah. But it's got, I think it's going to be easier for them. I watched my grandchildren and they discuss it like it's nothing. Children yeah. these days, they're so accepting of things, aren't they? They just don't. Yeah, that's, you know, it's accepting. My nan does Bigfoot and it's nothing. I was always worried I'd embarrass them. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, yeah. no, your nan's the one who does all the Bigfoot stuff. So Zane, yeah. my grandson came to me about a month ago and said that his friend had been on the field and when he was on the field, he'd heard this weird talking. And they were right. walking down the field trying to find this talking and they couldn't. So he was able to say to them, oh, yeah, that's normal. Look, go on my mum, on my nan's YouTube videos. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I was like, where was that when I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my niece is quite fascinated by it. She's um, She she thinks it's quite cool. I am going to try and change it for witnesses so that they can come forward and just have a conversation like me and you have just had. Yeah. Just Normal yeah. conversation, like you're in your house, I'm mine, no studio lights, none of that, none of that mm -hmm. stuff. Just have a normal conversation. This is probably one of the best interviews I've ever done, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yes, it is. It's because you, we it's you. the two old women of Bigfoot. And <laughs> I guarantee you, Charmaine, I guarantee you this will be the best video we've ever put out. You've got to come back on. I'm going to get a million oh, yeah. questions and you've got to come back on. Leftovers. Or Ch -ch 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 the DMV. Number 97. Or Ch -ch 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 house cleaning. Or Ch -ch 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 Chumba. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.